Number eight, from September of 2012. Shut the door. It was late at night just a few weeks ago when I came out from the bedroom to find that every light in the house was on, every television was blaring, a computer game was chirping in the way, and the back door was ajar. There was nobody around, just a cacophony of appliances doing their thing to no good purpose. At first I thought that maybe there had been an alien invasion, and then I woke up enough to remember, oh yes, the grandchildren are staying with us. It can be quite fun to have four little boys running around your house for a couple of months on summer vacation, but it is also a kind of culture shock that can disturb one's serenity. The waste and excess in is, a, is an affront to my conserving and minimalist nature. Deborah normally keeps a clean and neat house, but now it looks every day like a bomb went off in it. There are toys and pillows and blankets and candy wrappers strewn from one end of the house to the other. There is so much running and jumping and falling and hitting and kicking and screaming. I find that walking out to quietly check the cows is now a greater blessing than ever. I believe I only uttered three words for the first few days that the boys were with us, and those words were, Shut the door! Shut the door! Shut the door! Finally, I had to gather the boys for a little tutorial session. I gathered them around the back door and said, now, apparently, you don't have these things down in Florida, but this is a door. Can anyone tell me what it is used for? The eldest grandson said that it was used to keep bugs out and cool air in. That's right, I exclaimed, but it only works if you shut it after going in or out. They gave me the eye roll and the grandpa has lost it kind of look, but the doors are now usually shut, so I'm thankful for small victories. Next, I went after the blazing lights issue. I gathered them around a light switch and asked them if they had ever seen one of these in Florida. They quickly admitted that they had, and they knew what it was for. So I am hopeful that our electric bill will not be $500 again. Finally, I had a session with the youngest two boys on what a handle on a toilet can do and when it is appropriate to use this handle. They acted as if they understood, but we'll see. I'm toying with the idea of showing them where the wastebasket is and what it is for, but I don't want to overload their little brains with too much information at once. I view these exercises as doing my grandfatherly duty to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, as it says in the book of Proverbs. But in point of fact, this interaction with grandchildren may be doing more for me than it is for them. It is certainly a wonderful opportunity for me to work on my character defects of impatience and intolerance. It is training that you can't duplicate anywhere else. And at the same time, I'm wondering if this is how God got to be so patient and tolerant and forgiving with his children. Maybe he watched us tear things up and kick, hit, and bite each other, waste our resources and make a mess of his world, and then remembered that we were his. Maybe he has tucked us in at night enough times to see how perfect we look when we are asleep. Maybe he looks at us and still sees a remnant of the family resemblance since we are made in his image. Or maybe he was just always that way since the beginning of time. Certainly there have been some times when God has had his own tutorials with us and has had to remind us to do things like worship the Lord, worship the Lord, worship the Lord. There have been other lessons too, such as read his word. Trust in God. Love one another. The Old Testament lesson for next week is the farewell speech of Joshua, 
the leader of the Israelites after Moses. Joshua has had some tough parenting to do with the children of Israel. Joshua recounts how the Lord fed them and kept them daily in the desert and how he delivered the land of Canaan into their hands. He reminds them that chasing after other gods than the one true God will only lead to heartache and destruction. He wraps up the speech by telling them that they had to choose on that day who they were going to serve. The climax of the speech is when Joshua declares, quote, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Unquote. I'm hoping that in my house, the grandchildren will learn that too. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord is a lot more than just, as for me and my house, we will shut the door. <laughs>